0: Welcome to the Finding
1: Moments Podcast. Welcome to the Finding Moments Podcast. It's Chad, Trisha, and Linnell. We're at it again, but this time we want to go a little bit more casual and just say goodbye to 2020. I think everybody can relate to that, and we're looking forward to 2021 in a big-time way. We have holidays coming up, and we got to talking, and I think family traditions is something that we thought would be a good way to end the year on a high note.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, the traditions are really important because we're thinking about connecting and just taking, a lot of us are seeing this break as a chance to recharge from all the stress that everybody has been under. The kids are going to have a break, whether it's, you know, virtual or the stress from sending them into school. So um, it's a time for everybody to connect in a positive way, not, you know, while you're trying to work and your kids are trying to do school or whatever <laughs> the crazy dynamic you are facing is. Uh, and I think that, you know, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to just having what I feel like is going to be downtime with my family.
0: Definitely. it's It's been a rat race, but a different sort of rat race. The usual parties and this event and this concert and this project and this assignment and all of that has been a lot less than in the past, but it's still nice to just take a breather, I think.
1: I think another way to look at it as well is it's a time to refocus, recenter. We can kind of get back to something that is normal, even if it's just centering around your Christmas tree or your holiday tradition. It's Super important to be able to do that with the kids and the one-on-one, and they get a break from the virtual learning. If they're doing that, they get a break from the chaos. Turn off the news. I know Tricia, you like to turn on a little Harry Connick, and we just enjoy that moment.
2: We did a uh, virtual office party, but I had read that some people didn't even want to do that. Like there's articles about you don't have to go to your virtual party because you've been on virtual all day. You know, virtual meetings all uh-huh. day long. So I think it is different. It's almost like you need to go home and find your center with your family and Mm -hmm. rebuild. A lot of people feel that way.
0: Yeah.
1: I know you do uh, the cookie tradition, Trish. Mm. Longstanding.
0: That's been around for, since I was a little girl and Mm. we just, for reasons I don't even fully understand or grasp, just go crazy. And there's probably, Six or eight different kinds we would make at its peak. And, you know, we would take a few to other places, but mostly we just kept them. <laughs> um, and as our kids have gotten to the age where they can help, we try to involve them as much as possible. They're much more into the eating than the making, um, which is, you know, it's fine. It's something that I have to adjust my own expectations of but we still get it done. And I think we're only doing three kinds this year. So that's scandalously few, but I think it'll, you know, it's still, it's that one piece of, Oh yeah. And we still have cookies. Okay. So the world is okay. If we still have cookies.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think like, you know, it is wonderful. Like you're thinking about other people during the season. I think it really is like a season of gratitude. um, No matter how you celebrate your winter break. A lot of people use that time to reflect, and it's really about bringing the family back together. So even if they are eating the cookies or they're not, you know, my family decorated the way that everybody envisioned, there's always, we always have a plan and it always goes awry, right? Of course. Um, But it's about us being together and just being able to connect with each other. It's, It's just kind of that, traditions do kind of keep your family glued together. It's a time to come back and center So I think that that is the really nice thing about building those with your family. I had some friends. I thought it was so interesting. They would make instead of traditional Easter eggs, they decorated kiwis. Ah, it's a huge thing. Like they would like take a thing and scrape out like designs on the kiwis. They were really good. Like as they got to be adults, like they were really
0: impressive. Are they from New Zealand?
2: No, no. Oh, interesting. And I remember they told me how it started. I can't remember the story now. Um, But it was one of those things where the family just stumbled into it somehow. But it was a really big deal to the point that even though all of the kids were grown and married, they wanted to come back and do Kiwis (laughs) with the family. (laughs) That's excellent. Yeah, it was a really neat thing and unique to them. I think that that's another thing like... Sometimes people don't even realize they have traditions because it's so unique to your family. You just think, Mm -hmm. well, it's a quirky thing our family does. Right. (laughs) But it's really something that ends up being important to the family and that people hold on to and brings your family back together. Uh, I had a, another family, the the kids are adults now too. And it's kind of cool because this is now they're doing it with their children when they were kids, their dad, and again, I don't remember how it started, but he would say, Oh, it's a dad concert and he would not tell them where they were going. He'd pack all the kids up into the car and drive them off somewhere to go see, you know, like some, you know, band starting up or whatever, you know, just something random. And they would go someplace and listen to a concert. And now the sons are doing it with their kids. Oh, how cool. That's yeah. awesome. A dad
0: concert. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You're in the car. You don't know where you're going. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, what a riot. I was talking with my brother who lives out of state and he got to thinking about it. He's a few years younger than I am. This will be the first Christmas he will have ever been not at my parents' house ever. Wow. And he's in his, you know, he's in his mid thirties. So it, that in and of itself, I think is probably the tradition that I come from the most. Um, everybody comes home except this year. <laughs> I, th-
1: I think that's the hardest part is not being able to go home for Thanksgiving or Christmas.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and if you did it, you have the stress and the worry about it. But some new traditions can come out of that. I know I know one that I enjoyed as a kid a lot was going and driving through and looking at the Christmas lights. And I see through the neighborhoods a lot of families have uh, overdone some of their yards this year <laughs> uh, in particular. Yeah. Those little things though that when you're growing up, I know Pretty sure my parents probably don't think it was a big deal but it's something that i still remember is like going to my dad's work for his christmas party and we would dress up and we would um see santa and have that really kind of fancy buffet style christmas play with the fruit and the cookies and all of that i don't see that happening as much anymore however those little memories if you can find something along those lines mean a big deal to the kids. So something as little as making sure that the reindeer have food out or that you uh, go take a night walk and see the stars. I know a couple of friends of mine that do that every Christmas Eve to where they walk and they try to look at the stars, no matter how cold it is, you bundle up with your hot chocolate. There's some neighbors uh, in our community that will put out a hot chocolate table. Those little things do matter and those do pick up for traditions over the long haul. And it's interesting to talk to families and see what their tradition is.
2: Friend, I thought this was so cool that they did this. Um, They celebrate Hanukkah and they do a scavenger hunt every night when they light the candle. Oh, cool. And their, their family, they're, they're very, um, they're kind of like, they love to play board games together, really into strategy. And so they have these crazy elaborate scavenger hunts that they come up with, but their kids love it. And they're so excited, you know, to celebrate Hanukkah and they're, I, you know, I know that the kids really have learned like the meaning of Hanukkah and the story behind Hanukkah, but at the same time, they are so excited because they know the scavenger hunt is coming too.
0: That anticipation, that feeling, and even for something as, well, it sounds like this one isn't simple at all, but um, something as simple as a scavenger hunt at home can drive that. That's huge. Well, and I think the parents enjoy, the, and that they, they're just, you know, people
2: that tend to be, I guess, thinkers anyway, but mm-hmm. the, I think the parents enjoy
0: making the scavenger hunt just as much as the kids enjoy, <laughs> you know, finding, finding sure. the Sure. I've seen a few of my friends who take part in the elf on the shelf tradition, which is not something that we've ever done, but oh my goodness, the creativity. Oh, oh yeah. That gets very elaborate. Wow. Especially if you have naughty elves or yeah. Have you seen those? (laughs) I have. And so I've seen some pictures that just kind of make me shake my head, Um, (laughs) but I, you know, I think that's really fun and their kids will definitely remember that. And that's awesome.
2: And it doesn't have to be centered around, you know, specific holidays to do these traditions either. Totally. My family, um, my grandmother, it's, I guess it is kind of tied to a holiday but my grandmother Kelly her birthday just happened to be on St. Patrick's Day so um, she we all grew up with my grandmother's biscuits and we literally would fight over biscuits I hate to say this but it's true (laughs) (laughs) and she was very careful she gave me the recipe and she gave my dad the recipe and so we just kind of on St. Patrick's Day, we have Make Her Biscuits, and if we're all together, then we do a biscuit bake-off, see who can come as close to Grandmother's Biscuits, <laughs> and she's not here with us anymore, but in a way, she is. Every time right. we do that, we still have that family member with us in a way, you know, mm-hmm. so it is a very cool thing, and my kids, like my daughter and her 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 cousins, they never met her, but they know about Grandmother's Biscuits, <laughs> So it's
0: kind of cool, you know? Something, I guess, that sort of ties into that. Um, My mother's mother, um, who passed before our oldest was born, she was super into Christmas also. And she, as she got older, um, got a little bit kookier. (laughs) and so we would be bringing in gifts from the car and we would tease her because we would call it a grandma wrap and it was like she had mismeasured the paper to fit around the box and sometimes she would just give up and leave a gap and then other times she would patch it but it was with a different kind of wrapping paper (laughs) and we were merciless we just Teased and teased. But so now I find myself every once in a while, I'll mismeasure the paper and I'll be like, oh, it's a grammar wrap."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, little tradition that you didn't mean to be a tradition, but it's exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes.
1: Well, I think the other memories too, then that I like to pass it on to our boys is things that are important are finding the joy, finding the grace and also finding the pass it on like we enjoy the giving more than we enjoy the receiving. It's not necessarily about gifts or presents on Christmas morning. It's about the hope and the anticipation, but it's also about finding that place to go drop off some canned goods to to donate to the food bank to go volunteer to look at the Salvation Army as a way to give back when you're walking through the store. Um, and random acts of kindness. I mean, the holidays are about loving one another and about people. And I think sometimes the commercialism, we can get away from that. If we can pass on the traditions of hope and joy and family, and I love the biscuit bake-off, those are the moments. Those are the ones that everybody will remember forever, not necessarily the cool toy off the target shelf that you might open on Christmas morning.
2: I think that is a big part of traditions, you know, just historically too, because you are passing down your family values and what you want your children to learn. I think that's a big part of it. Um I also think that when you spend these time this time as families, it's that those connections you build are really like Trisha, you were saying like how your brother has always come home. It's the thing that no matter as you grow and your family, you know, spreads out, has different households. It's those are the things that pull you back in so that you don't lose that connection to your family. And family is such a unique thing because it is, you know, the idea that, like, you always have someone there to rely on, to go to, the idea of safety, um, support. And so when you build these traditions, it's almost like a renewal of all of those elements that make up what family really means, you know, and creating that connection.
1: I think the one thing uh, I'm going to miss a little bit this year, as we hunker down, is the choirs, the going for Christmas mass, to hear trisha's sister play her trumpet live, like to have the music. Hoping for something to fill that, and we will find yeah. ways to do it. But but they're def, it's definitely different this year, and it leaves room to try to find new traditions.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely a hole. My family has been very musical since I was a little kid. And with, it's unfortunately and bizarrely turned into one of the most dangerous activities out there. So that's, yeah, that's definitely missing.
2: I think though that's also a time when you do come up with something that is very unique to your family and represent your family, because you have things that Your family—that's important to them. The idea of music is something that's kind of pervasive through your family, just something that you always share. But those are times people come up with some really cool things that are unique to them, like you know, home home variety shows. I think those are so awesome. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and like we used to put on plays when we were kids, and we would invite everybody in, and it'd be you know, we I always picked ridiculous things to do. Like I remember we did the Telltale Heart. Why would we do that? Oh (laughs) goodness. (laughs) But, um, you know, our, our parents hung in there for it, but I know that they, uh, you know, that was supposed to be a, uh, you know, scary one, but I do remember our parents laughing.
0: (laughs) A little bit of theater noir. (laughs) Yes.
2: But little things like that become, you know, traditions.
1: Some of the things that we've started to notice as our boys grow up and, and they love doing this is uh sleep over in our basement with each other so it doesn't even have to be the holiday but it can be new year's it can be uh hey school's out on a friday so we have an extra long weekend and they talk a big game like they can stay up all night and watch movies mm-hmm. uh, and they're yeah. both pretty much done by nine thirty, which is amazing <laughs> um, but i feel like something like that is something they're going to remember forever and and you can't replace that time you can't replace 12 and six um
0: almost seven almost seven close
1: tomorrow (laughs) seven yeah our our our, uh six-year-old's birthday is right around christmas and that's been something new to us is trying to figure out how to handle making birthday special around christmas and that unique time and then when you add 2020 to it um but Patricia's arranged for a really spectacular virtual birthday party. So everybody's gonna have their boxes and it, we're gonna do it on a Zoom and it's gonna be about an hour Transformer theme. Um, but we're looking forward to it.
2: Well that'll be really that will be really cool. Uh, yeah, and I think it is really important to remember you not know, just do it around the holidays because it is that time to connect and rebuild your family, recharge your family. This is something that started when my daughter was really little. We did chocolate cuddle time. That's just what we called it. But <laughs> even now, like as a teenager, like we still do that together, you know. it was, awesome. She would come cuddle up with me in bed and, you know, we'd read a story. Or, when she was little, read a story, do something like that. And then we'd each eat a piece of chocolate, you know. Um, but now she comes in and hangs out like maybe now we're watching a TV show or something, you know, sure. but we still have our uh, chocolate cuddle time. Not as many cuddles because she's a teenager, but you know, she's of course, with me and that's the point. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: One of the uh, new traditions we started a couple of years ago, we touched on it on the last podcast, but it's specifically tied to the holidays is um, our oldest gave our youngest a, a, he wanted to make something for him. So we did uh, we we called it Brother Cash, but the gift of time, um, the gift of play. Uh, it's morphed over the years. But he gives a, a, a box of tokens to his younger brother, and that gets traded for his time and he gets to play w- with him. Um, we've arranged, now it's morphed into together tokens. So there's different themes of he can play outside, he can play a game, he can play attack, which to him is robots and uh, we incorporated these special moments in it. So Trisha just got to cash in one with uh, our oldest not too long ago, which was a movie date night with mom, which was really cool. So when our youngest turns in 10 tokens, he can turn in a special which ends up usually being a sleepover or something cool like that. When our oldest gets that special token, he can go turn it into something which he chose to watch a movie with mom. Uh, It was just so special to see he slept in pretty late the next morning, but it it was fun (laughs) for them both.
2: The cool thing is the activities that they do when they do the tokens and making those like, you know, some twist or some spin on something that they already like. I know that um, the Among Us Mm. in real life version has been a really big hit. And now it's like starting like to spread, like the idea is going between families and homes that I know because it for the parents, it's it's a great thing. Your kids want to do chores and the kids think it think it's like some like thing where they're sneaking around and doing this mystery thing and tagging you so you're out. And so the kid, it's just funny to hear them say like, can we play it again? Like, well, we have to make our task list again, you know, make sure we put on some new tasks and we'll play again. But I think things like that are just kind of the fun thing about it is cashing in to do something that's kind of like a, you're not stuck on, they're not stuck on their phones playing among us. Yes. <laughs> they're actually with you. And oddly enough, you're doing chores, but you're all spending time together. It's so funny. Like we we're, were running around the house and um, I hate to get tagged. So I would be screaming when someone got me, but you know, it was,
0: <laughs> we were all, it was having, we were having a great time. That sounds fabulous. I think maybe we need to implement that fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, house for it. Like exactly places.
1: Yes. Anytime you can make it a game or make it fun. um, I think you call it gamification. Maybe there's a better word for it. Uh, It's amazing what you can get out of it because you can give them a list and say, you have to do this. (laughs) It never ends well, but if you (laughs) can make it a game and make it fun and there's a reward at the end that honestly costs you nothing other than a little bit of creativity and time, it's well worth it.
2: Yeah, I think and it's kind of cool to see what the kids really like to do, because then you do have those still, you still have the special connections. And I think you do, like I said, you stumble into traditions that way. I know um, my uh, nephew, I t- taught him, he's very, he really likes games. He likes board games. He's in a chess club. But he, my brother's like, I wish I could get him to spend more time outside. You know, it'd be really cool. And I said, well, I wrote up a little game for him so he can play Airy Ma. I hope I said it right. Airy Ma outside, and just to make an, a board outside and use outside like the game have different different characters and things like that, but to use outside things like rocks and sticks and leaves and things like that for your pieces. So my brother is my brother. I think may be more excited than my nephew. <laughs> He's like, he's outside. (laughs) That's
0: that's awesome.
1: One of the things that you gave us uh, a couple of months ago when we were pulling together Finding Moments, you had mentioned that in a time full of change and uncertainty, consistency isn't boring. I can't think of a better reference to going into the holidays and traditions uh, than that. Uh, The kids are looking for what they've had, and we have an opportunity to spend the time with them and and make it about family, probably in a way that we haven't contemplated before.
2: It makes your family a touch point, a way in the chaos to come back and, you know, to what is important, your roots, and to the support that you need. So tradition really is like a touch point with your family.
1: So coming out of 2020, going into 2021, pretty soon we're gonna be at uh, New Year's and resolutions and we're going to get crazy again. It's going to get busy. Things are going to start opening back up. Life will start returning back to a sense of a new normal. What are some important things that we should focus on coming out of the holidays with our kids to try to give them a smooth landing into going back?
2: Well, we talked about this before, but we talked about, you know, creating structure and creating, um, routines that the kids can hold on to as they go back. I think right now that's really hard because the routines have changed a lot. Um, for example, in my household, the school that my daughter goes to, they've been in and out of school because of everything. And I know a lot of families where I live have experienced that, where the schools the schools have closed or the classroom has closed due to exposures. Um I think that just having that to hold on to when you feel like everything's so chaotic, and for kids that's really hard. You know, they thrive so much on having consistency and knowing what's happening next and knowing what the expectations are. And I think for kids too, we don't often, I guess, consider this, but like they don't really have the same kind concept of time that an adult has. And if you think about it, all day long, there is always some sort of you're checking in with your watch, your clock. We do frame our lives as adults by what time it is, and we don't always have that for our kids because they don't have that same concept of time. And I think that is, it's a way that keeps you on track, right? It makes you feel a little better. Like, yeah, I will be done with work in 30 minutes. Sometimes that makes you feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, kids don't always have that because they just, their concept of time is very different than ours.
0: Sure. Manufacture some stability. When yes. There isn't it?
2: Yes. In knowing that, like, okay, this is what's going to happen next. Um, kids, when they have different days and different things going on, not that your kids shouldn't be doing that. I mean, kids have to learn flexibility and everything, too. But I think that that can be really hard when you have extra stressor- stressors and the, just the amount of change that everybody has experienced. I mean, the rules change from week to week. Sometimes it feels like day to day. Can you go to school? Can you not go to school? If you get exposed, how long are you not able to go to school? You know, and, and if you get quarantined, you're holding on to your 14, I guess it's 10 day. Now you're 10 day, like, Oh my gosh, I just got to get through these 10 days. And for kids 10 days feels different when you're at home than when you have that break. breakup. I go to school, I come home. I go to school, I come home weekend. I don't go to school. And I think trying to create more Um, I hate to say schedule, because it doesn't really have to be so, you know, rigid, but I think that there needs to be a way for the kids to have a clear construct of what to expect and what's going to happen next.
1: Well, I think I will wrap this up with one of my new favorite traditions, and my mother, their grandmother, uh, started this. She sent them a box of envelopes, pre-stamped, pre-addressed, with notepads, and they're exchanging letters with one another. And I swear both boys thought a letter was not something that was still done today. But what is coming out of both children is hysterical, especially seven-year-old. But the conversations are very <laughs> meaningful between, uh, between their grandmother and them. And I think that that is just something really super cool. Uh, and I look forward to that continuing down the road. I think that's a memory that is irreplaceable. So on that note, I want to wish Linnell, especially from Trish and I, happy holidays. I hope that you can say goodbye to 2020, make those family moments and memories. And everybody that's following us, we're grateful. We're a new company starting up, but we're based on moments, based on family, based on finding the time and making those memories with one another that are so special that we'll build foundations going forward
2: household is always a lot of fun. So I imagine you guys will have a lot of uh, great memories that you
1: will make.
0: Happy holidays of all varieties to everyone. Take it easy.
1: If you like this podcast, please subscribe. We look forward to talking to you again in 2021. See you soon.